opening crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizards, time travel, zombies, zombies that time travel? You betcha, Dobby. Comic-Con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Cast Springer Show. Introducing your hosts, Chris, alien, singer, Pat, Star Wars, singer, and Randy, Star Wars, sapphire. Cast bringers. Mm, hello, hello, Chris, Randy. Hey, what's up, guys? What's happening? What's up, Pat? It's another week. We're back. I know we've all been nerding out. Bringing the cast. Casting the bur- bring. What? No. <laughs> the bring cast. We're bringing the cast. That's what I meant to say. Thank you. That's what I said. I know we've all been nerding out. Uh, Chris, what have you been nerding out on? Oh, been nerding out. Wish I could nerd more, but I've nerded enough. Been listening to Shorefall, reading with my ears, um, playing a lot of Marvel Future Revolution, mobile gaming, Wave of the Future. You're hearing it here first for about the, what show is this? 24th time? wave of the future wave of the future uh speaking of mobile gaming the game retro goal that like uh throwback pixelated soccer game so if you've played it you know you really only play on offense so i was goofing around on the game and uh trying to get the ball to my goalie and first I scored on myself which was interesting (laughs) because you never see your own goal get scored on and then I tried it again and was just goofing around passing in the defensive zone. And somehow the other, it was a bad pass and the other team got the ball and kicked it and scored into my goal. But because you only play offense and it simulates the defense, that goal didn't count. But it was really weird and really awesome. So if there's any retro goal players out there, you can get scored on, but it just won't count if you see it. Makes sense. little bug. Yeah, I don't think it's a bug. I think it's just how the game is made to be. Huge bug. Yes, like a praying mantis size. <laughs> how? Uh, how was it? Oh, what's up? I was going to say you you were playing retro bowl also for a while there, right? Which yes, one? Yes, it was. You, which one did you like better? I like retro bowl better, but okay. it's also a little. I think it's a little easier. I don't like being challenged in a lot of my video games. Randy, were you unclear as to which one he said? Because I still don't know which one he likes better. So it's his retro goal. Retro goal. Well, now it's it's actually clearer now. I think now I can tell you saying goal. That's a good point. Maybe I'm going to try retro bowl and see if I can score on myself. I keep hearing metro bowl. I don't know. Is that one where you play Metroid bowl in the middle of a city? Watching Teen Titans Go. It's the one show I've cartoon I've convinced my children to watch that I can stand. And guys, it is really good. Like it gets a lot of crap for what it is, but it's hilarious. It's Quite very funny. layered and like the kids love it because they just think it's silly and goofy. They did a whole show where the uh, Teen Titans meet 
the Thundercats Roar cast and like have to battle and the whole thing is the Teen Titans are mad at Thundercats War because they want the old Thundercats back but it's the same argument that the Teen Titans were getting when that show first came out which is <laughs> so hilarious I loved that episode then they did this whole like 80s cartoon throwback it was great highly recommend all of Teen Titans Go and surprise for Chris this week about a year and a half two years ago I backed a Kickstarter and got the book today, or got the book two days ago. Dreadstar Returns. <laughs> awesome. Surprise in the mail. And it only took two years. Mm-hmm. So, so is it a Kickstarter for a book? Comic book. Is uh, Dreadstar is an okay. old uh, Jim Starlin character. And he, Starlin re, like, wrote it again, I guess. I don't really remember because I backed it two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I just got the package, opened it. I haven't really had a chance to read it yet. It's just sitting down in my uh, comic comic room, but it's there, and I got it. Super Chris, surprise. Was there? Yeah, was there a point where you totally forgot you had backed it? And then yes, because I'm getting, I was been getting updates on it, um, like once a month or so. They'll send an update, and I remember thinking like, ah, oh, this Dreadster thing. I remember I was interested in it. I don't think I clicked. Like, I don't think I backed it because I just, I, it was one where I was going back and forth on if I was going to jump on. Mm. Apparently I did jump on because I got it. But I couldn't <laughs> remember if I had or not. <laughs> nice, so, Chris. Nice. Third stories. Love it. Randy, how about you, man? Have you been or not? Uh, same things. Uh, working my way through Wheel of Time. That's probably the biggest thing I've been doing. Uh, I try to get through a couple. It was going to be a couple chapters a day. It's turned into a couple chapters every two weeks. Uh, but it's still, it's <laughs> Chris. I like you'll, it. You'll I, see in like thirty years, hey guys. I know off pod. I think Chris got got some flack for it. I had heard uh, through the rumor mill, but. I'm all in. I am definitely enjoying it. It's slow, but it's a great, like, just fantasy novel. I mean, it's a classic fantasy novel. It's like the highest of high fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he, I think he is a really good writer. Uh, even though it's slow, he does a good job mm-hmm. kind of keeping it moving. Um, and you, and again, you can tell the world, he did a great job world building. He references things and I'm on chapter, I think 21 or 22, and you know he'll come back to him because it doesn't make mm. any sense at this That's point. That's the thing. He comes back to him like either every book he brings it back up or he comes back to it six books from now. Okay. So. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In 12 years, I'll finally get a, get a chance to read it. Uh, I, I, uh, I've been trying to watch Rick and Morty. Apparently that's really hard to watch because they took a hiatus. So every Sunday night I'm like super excited and then it doesn't come on, but I think they just did show the finale, right? The hour finale. Yes. The, the finale was this past. Okay. I, heard, I got to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. How do you watch it? Uh, we have, I DVR it. Oh, so we get comedy. So, we get comedy. Uh, it's not on any of my streaming services yet. We get sling, so we watch. I can watch on Cartoon Network. Mm. Um, I watch What If I'm through episode three. I thought episode three was the best one so far. Uh, what happens if the Avengers never happened? Um, and I heard the new one coming out, or the one that just came out, is pretty interesting. And honestly, I'm trying to think what else I've I've been doing. I've been reading a lot about movies. 
but I haven't been watching any movies. Like, wait, 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 Randy, I'm gonna have to push pause on you real quick. Pat is shaking his head no, that the last, the newest what if that came out was not interesting, it was bad. It was fantastic. No, the the zombie one was bad, what especially with the pet, like. So Randy, you're right. The the one you saw you're was great. The Doctor Strange one was, I think, the best one. That one was amazing. And then the I don't know, the zombie one was just too mismatched. What? Like it just it made it made like the least amount of sense out of all of them. And I know you're suspending some belief because they're zombies and stuff, but I just I, I it, even even my wife was bashing it and she barely knows comics and she was like this. The, the biggest the biggest thing spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the episode fast forward a little bit wait wait i haven't seen that how do i fast forward oh no never Plug mind your ears. hold on go ahead pat it's it's not gonna ruin it that much but it's gonna ruin it a little bit but uh when uh hope van dyne sacrifices herself as a giant and then gets like bit by zombies and turns into giant Hope Van Dyne and all. Yeah, that's like, freaking amazing. She's a giant zombie. Why wouldn't you shrink yourself like as you're getting bit? It just made no sense. That's just like Look, one of a small micro Hope Van Dyne dumb, didn't, but she didn't still make perfect sense. sense. She's a giant zombie. How can all the zombies use their powers? Zombies are supposed to be like mindless weird creatures, and yet, what? like Doctor Strange can still See, do that's, magic. That's and stuff. the thing. You, so we'll get to this in how I explain her friend. Let's let's pause this. Don't okay? like it. You're wrong. It was it Look, it's a non-judgment great. zone, but I'm judging the heck out of you. Are you guys it wasn't done? Written pacing was bad. Look, as the so- as a proud owner of every single original issue of the Marvel Zombies run, the show was fantastic. It was directly from the comic. It they looked like they did in the the issues. It was the same basic premise. Uh it was great. It was great. You're saying bad wrong. <laughs> so guys, I think we can all agree. I just muted you, so I didn't hear any of it. But a new show idea is people watching you two argue over Zoom without any sound. It was <laughs> phenomenal. Like, I, I don't even, I'm sure it was better than actually hearing what was going on, but it was so funny watching you guys go back and forth. So uh, I'm all in on that. So I'm just going to mute my volume again and you guys can do the rest of the show if that's cool. Wait, I, I'm going to watch this before the next episode and I'll settle this. I'll say which way. All right. Do a tiebreaker. Yeah. Tiebreaker. Um, and then besides that, you guys got me on March- Marvel Future Revolution. That that game's uh that game's a grind. Um, you still haven't friended me. So I wait. So I did. Nick was the only one I could friend. He sent me a friend request. I did and, too. Well, what's your name on there? Yes, Prayers. Oh no! I swear, Chris. Somebody else sent me a friend request. I didn't recognize the name at all. I haven't seen the Castbringer's name on there, and so I was like, ah, "I think that might be Chris." You just came up with a weird name, and then it just disappeared. It didn't work for me. This we cannot talk about this off air. This probably isn't necessary right now. But uh, grievances. I'm already mad at Pat. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now while you guys keep talking. And then the last thing is, uh, uh, bang. Oh man. So I went to a lake house this weekend, buddy, uh, super fan, Aaron cook brought this game called bang and never played it before guys. It was so much fun. It's a board game card game ish. It came out in 2002, 
Um, Not everything aged super well, but essentially it's based on the old Italian spaghetti Westerns. Um, And honestly, each card, the Italian is bigger than the English on the card. So I don't know if it's an actual Italian game or not, but it's definitely like you each have a part and you have different cards and you have to kind of kill each, you know, different people. Once you learn it and it doesn't take that long, it's just a quick game. It's really fun. So bang, that's my recommendation for this play this week. Nice. I guess I'm doing that kind of early, but yeah, we'll get to it. All right. Awesome. And then let's see, I actually haven't had a ton of time to nerd out this past week, just getting ready. Uh, we're all back at work now. So getting ready and doing that, but let's see, I've, I, you know, obviously I've caught up on Marvel's what if, um, although I still haven't watched the very first episode. Uh, I don't know why I skipped that one, but I did. And I have to go back and watch that. Um, I've also been diving back into it. I took a kind of a brief hiatus from the show for no apparent reason, but uh, what we do in the shadows. So I've been ripping through most of season two and it's fantastic. I just finished the uh, Colin Robinson intensive episode where he gets the promotion. It was very good. Oh my God. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That one was very funny. Um, and then uh, in preparation for the live action, live action Netflix version of Cowboy Bebop, I've been watching the old, um, the old animes on Hulu, just because I've ne- that's a show I just for some reason never really watched, uh, and it's awesome. And so I'm just loving, loving that because that show is really good. And uh, reading a little bit of Yusaji Yojimbo still, um, you know, reading maybe like a story here and there, uh, through volume one and like in probably the first third or so of volume two. Is it good? So good. You, have they introduced the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yet? No, I don't think. <laughs> um, I don't think that's still later. Actually, I think it's a separate thing. I don't think they even do that. But they, oh no, they do. Do they really crossover? Yeah, it's a separate. I don't think it's in like this normal collected volumes that they have. So Pat, when I had, I actually had the rabbit um, action figure for TMNT. Is that Usagi Ujimbo? Yes. Yes. That's that's pretty cool. So the the creators have been waiting twenty years to figure that out. They were both two good, like independent comics that got pretty big. So the Turtles creators and the Usagi creators like did some crossover work in the comics. Yeah. And then because the Turtles made it big, they wanted to bring his character in as a, you know, hey, buddy, let us help you out. We're super rich now. We both fight <laughs> using martial arts. We'll be It'll we'll make, be cool. it makes sense. We're, yes. we're all animals here. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, it's the, again, it's a really good graphic novel, comic, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I guess mine are technically graphic novels because it's the collected version or something. I don't know. Call it whatever you want, a book? No, don't call it that. <laughs> Just don't call it late for dinner. Why? I don't oh. want to miss the dinner. It's hungry. But it can be late. It could still eat. Yeah, but it wants to have the company of the family and have that good conversation at the dinner well, table. If he had a good family, that they would wait for the book to get there. Exactly. That's my point. Don't call him late because he also doesn't want to be rude and hold everyone up from yeah, eating dinner. What if they had bought the Kickstarter for the book two years ago and it finally came in? Well, when did they call it's it for late. dinner? <laughs> yeah, then it's really like it was two just years dinner ago. tonight two and years they scheduled ago. it two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was it, it they've been waiting for two years at dinner. <laughs> Well, then the guy's a super jerk. Well, there, there it is. But it's their own fault. They called it late for dinner. Fair enough. All right. 
Well, that's going to do it for what we've been nerding out on. Let's dive into the multi-strike. All right, uh, Randy, what do you got for us this week? Short and sweet, boys. So as you already know, I'm a huge Mega Man fan. Uh, this one, this article just came across in my Google feed. Former Capcom designer wishes he could have stopped the North American Mega Man cover. Um, and in quotes underneath this, it says, I couldn't believe this was allowed to happen. So some brief history, Mega Man was created in Japan under the name Rockman. And so like a lot of Nintendo games that were created in Japan, when they bring it over to America, they change some things with it. Um, in this case, they changed the cover of the box. Interestingly enough, I had this game and guys, I never up until I saw this article really look carefully at the cover it is the most ridiculous Mega Man artwork I have ever seen. And then you get to his, so if you don't know, if you're listening, Mega Man has a, um, I think it's a proton blaster where he shoots pellets out of it. That's essentially his hand without, it's no hand. It's just this like spherical thing on the end of it. Um, they completely got rid of that. This Mega Man has two hands and one of them is holding a pistol. Uh, so I'd look it up. It's super funny. Uh, the, the, this guy just pretty much says, if I had the authority, then if I was stronger, none of this would have happened. As a matter of fact, I still think about it in the end. If I had the final say, I would have said no to this cover. Um, but apparently Capcom USA, Capcom was a company that created that developed the game, um, said, Hey, this is what Americans would like. Uh, so that's what they decided to do. I think it was released in 1988. It says, so I don't know any thoughts guys. So like the, the best part though, too, is not even like out of the thing, those little details wrong about Mega Man, just the general art is like, not good. <laughs> like a like kid it looks, drew it. Yes. It looks like, like a middle schooler drew it. We're just like, it some looked, of the shapes are bigger than the others. And like, nothing's really in proportion. Guys, so it I looked, feel like a like Capcom was trying to develop a game for Atari and just had this leftover art and said, we need to use this somewhere. Just put it on this Mega Man game. It, it because honestly, the colors are, are wrong. He's yellow and blue in it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it honestly does, looks like if I drew Like it. a middle schooler drew yeah. the city. But like, look at his shoulders. That's, I think, how I draw right. shoulders. Like they're like, like, I can't even move my shoulders that way, but they're like <laughs> that somehow. But the face so, is kind of realistic. I don't so know. Looking up the, the, <laughs> the European Mega Man 1 cover is like exactly what Mega Man is. He's blue. He's got a giant arm gut cannon and there's robot bosses in the back. So which one am I now? Do they change? Did they change this cover at some point, or was it for Mega Man Two, where he is actually all blue? He still has the pistol. In Mega Man Two, he is all blue and has, but mm -hmm. still has the pistol. Okay, but he's right. like wanna... shooting boomer. Was it Boomerang Man? Yeah, or, or maybe Crash Man, or I don't know. Crash yeah. Man, who has but, a boomerang uh, looking like on his head. But um, that's that's the one that sticks out in my head that I remember. So, but that's that's the one I was thinking of. Okay, I don't. I so I don't know if I've actually ever seen the Mega Man One. I guess I always thought the Mega Man Two cover was for Mega Man One because of the pistol. This is significantly worse, and it's amazing. And you're right. So I looked up Mega Man One. You're right, Chris. It's exactly what Mega Man should look like. Why they would even? I could understand if it was the other way around, like the U.S. box art came first and then Japan got it. I was like, whoa, we definitely need to change it. But for some reason, they went the other way. 
because Americans were stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's still, it's pretty funny though. It's, it's pretty great. I'm kind of uh, glad they did make the change because we're still talking about it 40 <laughs> years later. Um, but Chris, all right, what uh, what article do you have for us this week? So my big article announcement from Polygon, but you could pretty much find this news anywhere, is Marvel Unlimited, the Marvel Comics app on iPhones, Androids, whatever your device is, uh, had a giant update this morning. And they expanded to start including uh, what they're calling uh, Infinity Comics, which are comics that are made to be specifically read on your phone. They've done this before, but those comics were more just digital first releases. These comics are designed to be on your phone and there are, uh, I haven't really had a chance to fully mess around with it because again, the update just came out this morning or you know lunchtime-ish today but you, the comics fully scroll just up and down vertically. So you're, you just have to thumb up or down on your phone to get to the next panel. You don't have to like turn pages or zoom in or, um, you know, they have like smart read where it'll skip across the page, but he still ends up cutting things and you miss things. So I think this is uh, definitely an awesome step forward and embracing the mobile device for comics. And the other thing is they have a lot of, um, uh, like their big names, X-Men, Captain America, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Venom Carnage are all getting their own uh, Marvel Infinity Comics series that is supposed to be in canon and will link with stories in the Marvel universe. Um, They have big, creators backing it uh hickman scotty young um those are two big ones that i really recognize jerry duggan so it's good i'm excited for it i've kind of been away from that app just haven't really read comics on the app in a long time but this has definitely got me excited i'm excited to check it out again sweet how much is marvel unlimited again uh, it's like five bucks a month, I think. I'd buy the. They got the super deluxe package. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> like <laughs> one one. That's like one twenty a year, and I get like a surprise package every year with the special comics and an action figure in it, and I my name gets put in somewhere or something. So there's put that. in a comic somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, like on the back page for like a. Like, you know, if you ever do a Kickstarter and your name gets put on the back cover as a supporter, like for something you supported two years ago, mm-hmm. it's like, like that. Yeah, but did you find <laughs> your name once you finally got the comic? Yeah, like, I think I spend too much money on nerd stuff. What? Possible? No. Nope. No. Not at oh, all. Our, <laughs> thanks. Good. All right. thanks for the support. I need, I need to remind you that it's okay. It is okay, Chris. It's Whatever you want to spend okay. your money on, buddy, spend it on it. You guys have been looking okay. at swords again. You should probably, <laughs> if if you if there's anything that you need, it's you probably should buy another sword. Yeah, yeah definitely. About time. It's been a while. It's been a while. Pat, what have you been nerding on? We well, we already talked oh, about what I've been nerding on, but <laughs> the article I bought this week was just a uh, 
So today was the uh, PlayStation Showcase. So just kind of going over some of the big uh, PlayStation exclusive games or games that are being made by PlayStation Studios that are coming out uh, in the some somewhat near future. Um, so I just wanted to go over some of the highlights of that because I totally forgot that that was today. And I was boring. a little bit before we uh, sat down to record, I was going through some of uh, the announcements. So one of the, so a couple of the big ones, the God of War sequel, God of War Ragnarok has a new gameplay trailer. Um, uh, still no release date yet. So it'll probably still be, I forget when they're scheduled to have that come out, but it's probably still going to be at least a year off or so. Um, but the game from the footage they had, which was cut between cinematics and actual gameplay footage, it looks awesome. And, and that game was one of the best games I had played in a while when I played it. So super pumped for that. Which one was that, Pat? Um, I didn't I didn't hear you. Sorry. Uh, the God of War sequel. God of War. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other ones they announced were uh, Marvel Insomniac's Spider-Man game. So Spider-Man 2. And they teased uh, Venom. So that'll be a cool mm. one. And is Venom he... just in the game or a Venom game? Venom's in the game. Like he'll he'll be like the main antagonist. Is kind of what it seems like. Did you see um, who the the uh, voice actor for that is? It's the same guys that they did from the first Spider Man game. I mean, for uh, Venom. Oh no, I didn't see that. Tony Todd, the Candyman. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that's kind of that's, that's gonna awesome. be really Candyman. cool. I think the original Candyman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got a good voice too. So yeah. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. Um, they had a quick teaser trailer for uh, Insomniac's also making a Wolverine game. So that'll be not really any idea what that it's going to look like, but that'll be cool. It's about time. Right? Well, they have and a trailer for it if you want to see what it... The trailer is just like a... It's like a teaser trailer. It's oh, not okay. Is it just like him in a bar? Yeah. Instead of Wolverine. Yeah. It's like a, him in a bar, a guy starts like creeping behind him with a knife. And it just shows like his hand and like the claws come out and then it cuts to the title screen. Um, it was a cool trailer. It just it leaves you wanting to know like what the game's gonna look like or how it's gonna play. So I bet um, it's gonna be just like the Spider-Man games, except instead of Spider-Man, you're Wolverine. I kind of I'm and instead of webbing and things, you run and snap things with your claws. I do kind of hope they change the combat system a little bit, just because I don't think that that really It'll be fits. more Wolverine-like, I'm guessing. Well, that's what I mean, is I don't think that style fits Wolverine. It works for, like, Batman and Spider-Man, how they how they do that in those games, but I don't know. I kind of hope the Wolverine... Well, think of, like, around. when you played, like, The Witcher, that combat system. Mm -hmm. It's going to be kind of like that, but more for Wolverine. Okay, that, that I would be okay with, because that combat system is very different than spider-man and uh batman Chris, think, think, about, <laughs> think about when you would used to play the old donkey kong games like the combat system they had we'd have to like pound the ground and like jump on their heads and stuff yeah except if donkey kong had giant claws and a healing factor okay <laughs> be like that um and then the other big announcement was uh, remake of Knights of the Old Republic. That was a game I never played, and that's like widely regarded as one of the best games. Hey, Pat, that game's not on mobile. Star Wars games. You could play it on mobile. No. Well, I, I'm not going to play it on mobile. <laughs> what but kind of game is my... that? Because I've heard the same. It's the best Star Wars game I've heard. Yes. Uh, but what kind is it? So it's like a Star Wars game. Randy, think about um, that Star Wars game where you couldn't beat that first boss. Yeah. It's like that but in the old Republic. 
Okay. So you guys tell me how fun that game is then. It's <laughs> no, it's more like um it's more like an RPG. Like dude, I don't know if you ever played any of the Dragon Age games or anything like that. It'd be it's more RPG though, style. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mainly it's on mobile. But it's not <laughs> it's not as hard, I don't think, as um what is it? Fallen Jedi. I was blanking on right. the title. So Okay. I think I mean, we're gonna to have to get it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then there were a couple other games announced, but nothing that like like there's a Borderlands spinoff, uh, a couple <clears> of things <throat> that I had, like heard about, but not really. I don't know, nothing else that really jumped out at me. Those the, were kind of like the big ones. I guess the, Alan, one, the, the Alan Wake remake. Some people love that game. I just never played it. I don't know. I heard that was good. The one that jumped out at me was Death Loop. I've been hearing about this game forever. Yeah. That comes out on Tuesday. <sighs> okay, what it's supposed to be really good, right? Uh, yes, and it's so like the uh, it's art. The one where studios. you have eight minutes to stop your wife's murder. No, you have like a whole day, but like if you you have to kill. So the 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 whole thing with the game is you have like a whole day to like kill these like five or six targets, and so each time you go, each time like you fail, you're gonna come back to life in the beginning of the day and like try it again. So like as you play, you'll learn how to do. You know the fastest way to like kill all these targets and stuff and then once you get them all i think the game ends um i don't know it's like it's a cool concept and it seems interesting i just it, i don't know it doesn't strike the chord for me where i think it's like a must-have yeah just for me that's my personal opinion but yeah so some good stuff coming out mm-hmm. um but that is gonna wrap it up for the multi-strike let's dive into the killing blow That was a good, good killing blow. There are only two hosts now. I think Chris is in. <laughs> so this week's killing blow comes to us from our executive producer, our su- superest of super fans, mm-hmm. from Nick. So Nick, thanks. He actually sent in his email because it's been a while since we heard from him. I'm back. <laughs> but uh, so his article this week was the uh, Virgin Hyperloop releases a new video of a 670 mile per hour passenger pod. Um, so basically it's a demo video of um, Virgin, the, the company uh, that were also working on a Hyperloop. And so they claim that they have some, uh, you know, some specs or whatever, where they can get their Hyperloop uh, in a near vacuum tube and up to 670 miles per hour. However, they also said, um, on their test track, they could only get their pod up to 100 miles per hour. Uh, they said the track was only 500 meters long, so that limits how fast the pods could go, but also that the 670 miles per hour is not, quote, not feasible now. We don't have any idea yet when it will be feasible. <laughs> Wait, they, it's feasible that they can get it up to that speed, like, but it's not feasible? Like, yeah, I think, like, based on just schematically, like, they are like theoretically yeah like they calculate that they could but they haven't like actually done it um maybe hyperloop needs to understand where it stands yeah i don't know uh it's crazy Um, hyperloop i i hope it becomes a thing how Uh, long would it take you to get from new york to san francisco at that speed new york yeah well, that would be a big hyperloop. I don't think they're designed to go that far. I think one hour, right? Not yet. No, it's more than 670 miles, isn't it? Yeah. 
No, you're Randy, you're thinking of LA to San Francisco. Oh, okay. LA to San Francisco. In a hyperloop. Yeah, LA to San Francisco, they said in a hyperloop it would be like 20. I thought they said it was like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It would take, I just did it. It would take four and a half hours. Doesn't seem right. from, From New York to San Francisco? Yeah. That's not bad. That's like a flight, right? Yeah. Which makes sense. Oh, so that's it? Why don't we just fly? (laughs) Yes. A hyperloop is more for like close city. It would be like Rochester to Buffalo. Mm. That would. I can drive that in an hour. Right, but it would take you like five minutes to do it in a hyperloop. Why? But then I wouldn't have enough time to listen. Finish Wheel of Time. (laughs) Fair enough. That's a good point. All right. Well, that's it for that. Let's go on to our next segment of I'll Ask My Nerdy Friend. Chris, you brought the question this week. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what was someone asking your, their nerdy friend? Uh, someone asked me at work, why the heck are they doing Marvel Zombies on What If? Do you, was Batman, it Pat that asked that? And the answer Batman had a very good question. It's a freaking awesome idea. Is a great story when it was originally published in 2006-ish. And I own the original issues, and they're awesome. It's an amazing story. Everyone should read it. And it's probably the best episode of What If There There that's been created so far. Probably going to be the best ever. Just Did the guy have a follow-up question of what if then, though, they took that cool concept and then added terrible pacing uh, an up and down kind of comedy slash drama thing going on throughout the episode and made it just awful. Uh, well, other than the awful part, that's yeah, what every episode of What If is. <laughs> it's actually, hard to cram 12 issues, or was it six? Six issues into a half hour slot. I think the, uh, the previous two episodes we talked about that were really good didn't have those problems at all, hence them being very good. Uh, disagree. Okay. I think Randy muted us again because he just likes to watch us argue. So we As just I'm, make angry I'm, faces. I'm listening. At each other. He'll laugh. I know I'm listening. I I didn't see it yet, so I don't know. I don't know how to respond. I don't. Everyone. I know. I, I love. Think my mind was blown that you thought it was terrible. I Who would you rather watch that Marvel Zombies episode or the Mortal Kombat movie? Mortal Kombat movie. Hands oh down. my god! You were so ten wrong. out of ten times. No, ten out of ten times. I would watch that Marvel. No, Mortal no, guys. So we don't go off the rails here. Can I bring in another nerdy friend question? Since we already argued yeah. about this a little bit. Yeah. All right. Um. So, have you guys heard of Go Zero G? Nope. So uh, if you didn't know, Castbringers, it hails from upstate New York. Um, should we say where we our city? Does it matter? Yeah, we're from Rochester. Rochester, New York. So Go Zero G is one of those things where you take a Boeing 727 aircraft into the air and they do para, uh, parabolic paths so that you can feel weightless. Well, it's coming to Rochester Airport and we could actually do this. You have to pay for it. Um, so we were talking about this with some friends and my friends, I thought it was an awesome idea. They were like, why would you want to do that? That was the question. So why would you ever want to do it? Um, 
because it cost seventy five hundred dollars for a flight to do this. And they just were like, per, per person it just gonna, or is that the flight per person? <clears throat> and they were like, isn't it just like swimming? Or and I was like, oh man, they do have good questions. So I still really want to do it. Just like swim, just sitting underwater. I don't, I don't think it would be like swimming. Like no, I, totally. Well, see, the thing is, they it depend if they filled the plane with water or not. <laughs> well, they're not doing that. I think oh, there's would, nothing like swimming. It would be like swimming, except for if water and swimming made you puke. <laughs> because I would, I would, I know for a fact, I would definitely throw up all over that thing. Chris, would you be willing to put in seventy five hundred divided by two dollars no. to Lord see no. Pat puke all over a plane that there's you're not the only one in it. There's six other people or six passengers total plus all the other people in there, the the you know, the flight attendants, the camera guy. It did you guys ever watch the Jack the Jackass movie when they do they do this in the in one of the movies and and of course, like Steve O, because he's like the puker, he's puking all over. But because they're in zero G, it's just the little globules like floating around. <laughs> and I think at one point, I don't know if it's him or somebody else, one of them pukes and then like immediately eats it and like goes, I can't like <laughs> oh, yeah, it's pretty funny. I don't remember that, but it sounds oh, awesome. Good. Yeah. So would you guys do this? Like if you had the money, would you do this? Oh yeah, if I had the money, I'd, I'd just this, I think too, it's it's almost like do you get a t-shirt like, when you do it? You do, well, <laughs> yeah, you get a t-shirt, sure. I'd do it. That's a that is a good question. I can tell you exactly what you get. You will get what's included. I thought this was kind of a funny list. One t-shirt. The zero G experience includes a parabolic flight with 15 parabolas. I can tell you guys as a math teacher that nobody's gonna know what a parabola is reading this. It's this thing. Um, you're right, you're right. It includes a rapid COVID-19 test. Great. <laughs> breakfast flight suit zero g merchandise which could be a t-shirt a weightless certificate so i don't know if that's a certificate for going weightless or an actual certificate that is weightless weightless. (laughs) and then photos and videos of your experience you think you get to keep the flight suit Mm -hmm. ah that's I would hope so, but I don't even know if you could. Listen, if you keep the flight suit, I'm definitely in. Yeah, if you keep the flight suit, I'm in. That's worth 7,500 bucks, I think. Especially it's got a cool patch on it. Yeah, it's got to have like a big parabola with like an airplane. Zero G. Anyway, if if I had the money, yeah, if I had the money, it'd be cool. I mean, it's it's the equivalent, no, like, uh, I know there's the connection here, but like of like going to space, right? Like just so much, so mm. few people can say like they've been weightless on like a weightless flight like that. Like it'd be cool to say. So I had seen this years ago and I was like, one day I want to do this. It's got to be kind of cool. Like what flying is like. And now we actually have a possibility if we wanted to spend the money. So I'm figuring in another 20 years, it's got to be a lot cheaper and we probably could do it. Right. Yeah. By the time everyone else is going to space, Finally, yeah. make it. Yeah. We're just gonna drop, we'll drop the price down. We can zero G. I love it. <laughs> you guys, okay. The best part is, I wait. I, I mean, obviously, not great for the radio, but I'll say the, I'll say the website again. Um, it's go zero G dot com or org or whatever it is. If you guys could just click on, I gave you the link. So it's www.gozero.com slash Rochester dash New York dash rock 
you know, and our friends who listen will click on this. When you click on the link, go to the, see the picture that's below Rochester. Picture that's below Rochester. Picture of the the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Click on that. Do you see where the guy's head is? Like, that's not the best. (laughs) It's not the, yeah, not the (laughs) They couldn't find a better picture to put on their web. The only one they got, man. Homepage. Okay. Sounds It is a cool looking flight suit. If you get to keep that. That's right. Very nice. Guys, if we, what if we, okay, we all chip in. I mean, oh, what yeah, if we yeah. call it a Kickstarter, Chris is definitely in. Oh, yeah, then, yeah. Then we just or auction pull, it off. We pull a name out of a hat and one of us gets to go. If we get 20 people, it's only $150,000. <laughs> I don't think the math works. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. So, and uh, yeah, so. I guess uh, my my friends were wrong and my nerdy friends are right. It is awesome to do. Right? All right, I'm going to keep I, this going because both, the, both gotta, of the other guys are just sucked into the website. Now, now I have it. That's free. how cool it is. is there reading just calculating right how I could possibly afford it. And it's not, not, not a chance. No shot. Not a chance. Well, that's, I'll ask my nerdy friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the meat and potatoes of this week. All right. So- Wait, Pat, I'm so sorry. I have to interrupt. Yeah. Again, I'm just sending us derailing all over the place real quick. This wasn't my article, but did you guys see the article about um, who plays Sam in the Hobbit? I always forget his name. Rudy. Uh, yeah, Rudy, Sean yeah. Aston. Yeah, uh, some girl 20 years ago snuck <laughs> into Bill Clinton's uh, inaugural party or something like that and took a selfie with her dad and her mom and Sean Aston was like in the background and her dad took it with like an actual Polaroid camera or like, you know, one of the old cameras. And <laughs> yeah, photobombed he photobombed her. her. Yeah, he photobombed her. So she, so just like recently they go to Disney World and she sees him at one of the openings of one of the Star Wars parks I thought it was. And she goes up to him and gets, and he loved the story. He's like, we got to take a picture. And so he, she gets uh, 20 years apart, another picture, 25 That's years so- apart. He just sounds like a nice dude. So yeah, that right, is. Sorry. But he loves potatoes. I mean, he does love yeah. potatoes, That'd be a nice dude. Yeah, singing that song. All right, this week's meat and potatoes is low budget sci-fi movies. What are our favorites? What are some of the good ones? Maybe some of the bad ones. I don't know. We'll see what we get. Where we get into, but kind I think of your those, guilty uh, pleasure sci-fi yeah, those, movies. But those non-big budget sci-fi movies. So. uh Guys, what do, what do, what do yeah, you got? Right, I'm going to start off. I picked this movie for this topic because I, the past couple of weeks, I haven't been able to watch it, but I can't stop thinking about the movie Children of Men. And it's just such a good movie. And actually, it might not fit in this, but I'm well, making it's... it fit in here. It's my topic. So it's my choice. So, yeah. I guess too, we should, it's probably, yeah, not so much budget of the studio, but of just like, like a non-franchise tentpole yeah, film. Right. Not, not, a not an MCU movie, not a, yeah, Star, not a Wars, Star Wars, not a... Star Trek, right. aliens, predator. Chris, exactly. again, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I loved that movie. So original and the way they did it was kind of gritty too. I remember mm-hmm. like realistic and gritty. Um, and the, the basic idea, if you haven't seen it was, 
that no more babies were being born on earth. And I think the youngest person was 18 years old when the movie starts. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just how the world kind of goes to hell because of it. And it was awesome. Clive Owen, right? Yeah, Yeah. Clive Owen. That's the movie that made... um, First, that's the movie where I learned to tell Clive Owen and Jude Law apart. (laughs) (laughs) And then also made me really like Clive Owen. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Um, Randy, you got any? I'm going to go, does this count Event Horizon? Yeah, I would take that. No, doesn't count as too scary. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i was i was wondering both, both that your brothers are quite scared of that movie that's the movie that made me want never see another horror movie that again. was it i can mm-hmm. see that it was horrible i mean when the, the idea of where they're ripping their own eyes out yep i'm, when, I'm out when the basic idea of the movie is a spaceship, a spaceship gets lost and it actually travels to hell actual hell and comes back it's going to be a pretty scary movie Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that they did balance it with some comedy. There was definitely some funny parts in there because they had the one guy kind of be the, the comic hero of it. Um, mm-hmm. Great actor, Sam Neill. You don't remember that guy? I remember that guy. I oh, actually have seen that movie. He sets himself on fire. It's funny. No, no, no. He oh, wasn't funny. <laughs> the, what, it, was, it was this other guy. Was it the guy who got, got in a wheelchair later on, that actor? I forgot. But uh, Lawrence Fishburne was in it. Sam Neill. I'll I'll look up the actor while you guys. I'm are looking talking. him up right now, Randy. Okay. Um, Wasn't he yeah. the one who like gets not killed, but they have to put in stasis right away because he got sent into outer space without a spacesuit or something? It was Richard T. Jones. Yeah, he gets launched in outer yeah. space, but then he like comes back flying in through like and like saves the day. <laughs> that and, like, was the best some, part. Some corny line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's that's one. We're just gonna do round robin here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one, yeah. one of mine is, I oh mean, I got a couple geared up already. I'll go with, I'll go with my first one uh, is one that a lot of people probably did not like this movie. It was one of the first movies I saw in, like, I'm a, in 4K on my 4K TV and it just visually was awesome. And I thought plot wise it was all right, but um, Valerian and the City of a Thousand or the Bright City of a Thousand Planets or something. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that movie was was good it wasn't amazing but it was very uh fifth elementy in that like it yes. like it wasn't wasn't like a great movie but you just ended up liking it you know it's great uh, like, visually great yes. visually and great like you know it's not a quality movie but you just find yourself enjoying like avatar it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly like avatar uh i thought i agree pat i thought that one was fun to watch um had some mm-hmm. really cool ideas like the whole part where yeah. there's like an invisible city around you I wasn't a big fan of the Rihanna part. I remember she wasn't she like an alien or something in that. She was movie? like an yes, she was an alien. I feel like the dude I forget who made it, but like always puts in opera singers. Like she was like yeah, another like alien singer or something. <laughs> You're right. Like a, and uh, I, the one I guess my one thing was like, and I know me back when I first saw this movie, I know me and Superfan Rob, we had a big conversation about this. But um, the the guy who is the lead in it yeah. just didn't quite fit, didn't have quite have the charisma. Um, and I think we both said we settled on if like Tom Hiddleston or somebody was cast in it, like it would have been perfect, would have been great. Like someone a little, just a little bit more charisma. That yeah, that, that awesome. so that guy was actually in another movie that I'll mention. Um, what was it? Chrono- uh, Chronicle. Chronicle, which I yeah. love that, and yeah. I thought he did a great job in that one. Yes, he was very good in it as the villain. Like he was the, yes. the bad guy in that. And that was the first time I think I remember seeing Michael B. Jordan also mm-hmm. in that movie. That was that, that was one of his 
earlier roles. That was one of the found footage movies too, but I thought they did a great job oh, with it and the special effects. Another movie I've never seen that I've always wanted to see. Oh, it yeah. was it was good. It was it was cool. Uh, Who's Chris, that actor? Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm just gonna cue T Chris up because he's next. But actually, I had IMDb open. I can see who that actor is. Yeah. This one, I I think I mentioned before. Uh, I know I've mentioned it definitely to you guys, and people always laugh at me and tell me I'm silly for saying this but darren aronofsky's the fountain <sighs> never saw it it's <laughs> chris messing with us right chris chris it's and i so just good not on the same page tonight it's hate so that, good hate that movie was that <gasps> what was that one about afterlife or something that's the one with hugh jackman where it's he's like three different um stories one in the present one he's like a conquistador and the third one he's like this future guy traveling through space and he's like looking for the tree of life and trying to like save his wife and just keeps flip-flopping rachel weiss is the wife it doesn't really make a lot of sense and it's very artsy but it's so good i love it it's not that good though it's so good so ask me if i would rather watch the fountain or marvel zombies what if episode which what would you rather watch marvel i'd watch zombies. them back and forth on repeat alternating for yeah just playing on a loop in my well, house Chris, i'd rather watch the new mortal Kombat movie on repeat than either of those two <laughs> <laughs> you know also, um, the, the, the guy who played major valerian is named dane dehan would never gotten that uh, I, I did not think that was his name. So I'm looking at Darren. Or what's his name? Darren Arf- Aronofsky. Yeah. He. Uh, I haven't watched a single one of his movies. Pie. Or I think I saw Requiem for a Dream. Pie. Requiem for a Dream. The Fountain. The Wrestler. Black Swan. Noah. Mother. The Whale. And he's got something else coming out soon. Mother. I heard was scary. I heard Mother yeah, was. Mother's supposed horrible. to be very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mother's supposed to be very weird and not great. He did the Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, wrestler was good. And Black Swan. I like Black Swan a lot. I have a funny mm-hmm. story about Black Swan. I went with, uh, I like, because I've seen all of Darren Aronofsky's. Um, I actually, except the wrestler, but I took my wife to see Black Swan. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll go see Black Swan with you, thinking it was like just a movie version of the uh, opera or ballet. <laughs> Whoops. She came out of the movie going, <laughs> That was not what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> like, oh, you didn't like the uh, Natalie Portman's Descendant to Insanity? <laughs> With this quick stop at a crazy lesbian scene. <laughs> I guess I should have explained that to her a little better. She's like, I thought it was weird that she wanted to go see the ballet movie really bad. <laughs> That's right. funny. Randy, you're up. What what do you got next for us? Um, I'm going deep blue sea. You guys are saying <laughs> deep is the darkest. My head is it's like shark. a shark's fin. Yes, are you, are you serious? Oh, that's one of my top movies. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I love that movie. Again, it's a mixture of like, I don't know, action and funny. Like LL Cool Jack, the chef was great um what uh thomas jane is the main character oh yeah. samuel l jackson if you haven't seen the movie yet i don't care you're gonna you, which character I've gets eaten part. when the shark jumps that's, out of the water in the base yep. is that ll yep. 
I was just about to say that that's Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. That part scared the crap oh, out yeah. of me because the way they film it was perfect. Yes. Samuel L. Jackson's getting like his angry self starts. Yeah, boom. All of a sudden it comes out. I He's just dead. loved that movie. So does that count? Yeah. Okay. okay. Awesome. Definitely take that. I it's sci-fi it. because they were, what were they doing? Researching, conducting science experiments. I on think they, they were creating giant sharks and i think they were yeah they were doing research on them so love it back to you Pat. Um, yeah one of one of mine just one of my all-time probably favorite movies um of, of recent i should say um ex machina oh yeah so ex good is just just awesome just a great um kind of modern cyborg robot kind of movie um and, as, and especially too, just with like, with the setting being just in the, in the guy's house. So it's very small, you know, like small cast. So very intimate, you know, you're, you're really kind of diving into like the, the three main characters and whatnot. Um, mm. but yeah, it's just a great movie. I loved it. And so, and so very well done for it kind of being like a smaller, I think that movie legit is like a smaller budget, um, film. Yes. And that was with, um, Ah, now he's like crazy famous. Oscar Isaac. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he played like the millionaire guy. Yeah, the computer programmer, right? Yeah. And yeah, the uh, who was the girl who played the robot? She's big now too. Oh, she yes. was awesome. Um, yeah. yeah. What What is her name? Isn't she in like then? She's wasn't a James oh. Bond too. She Something. it's it's Alicia Vikander. She was uh, Laura Croft in like. That's right. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, and... she played Laura Croft in the James Bond movie. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> And directed by Alex Garland, who also did uh, Devs on Hulu, which was an awesome show. And has done just a lot of really cool sci-fi stuff. Well, yeah. Should we save Devs for another one? Because I've got a couple of hot takes on that. So we'll wait. Yes. I know, and I know when that came out, we had talked about it, Randy. Yeah. Okay. But yes. Chris, what else? Let's, let's this, do at least one more round, if not two. I got, I got three more rounds on my list. So right. this one is probably one of the first sci-fi movies I've ever seen. Uh, came out in 85 or 86, Enemy Mine. And it's about this, uh, there's like a space war going on, humans versus some alien people. And the human, uh, maybe Patrick Quaid, or Dennis, Dennis Quaid, I mean, not Patrick Swayze, Dennis Quaid is the human and he gets stranded on a planet with one guy um from the alien race and he's like I, I like a i think like a mole type of man alien i can't really remember because i get him mixed up with i don't know i was like six years old when i saw it but i thought it was awesome <laughs> this is like my first sci-fi movie and this human and this alien are like mortal enemies but then they're stuck on this asteroid and have to learn to survive to get, it's not an asteroid it's like a planet and they have to learn to survive and help each other out and it turns out that the alien species is um reproduces asexually so he gets the alien gets himself pregnant somehow and has the baby and then the human has to raise the alien baby on the deserted planet have you seen it? Guys, when, any was thoughts? Last, when was the last time you saw it, Chris? I'm just curious. Uh, I saw it in my like late teens because I looked it up and, and wanted to see it again. Okay. It, I still liked it then. Okay. That's and you'll fair. catch it. 
not as much anymore, but once in a while you'll catch it on like a like a Showtime, one of the lower Showtime channels or mm. HBO, like HBO Science Fiction. It like you know sure. randomly it'll have Enemy Mine on. Showtime suck. <laughs> Come on, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment wow. zone, guys. It's a tough night yeah. for the singers. It's not my fault. You hate Marvel Zombies, the greatest what if show ever created. <laughs> <laughs> don't take your self-judgment out on us <laughs> we're not used to all this negativity so it just no look the show is stalling out sorry, because of the sorry, negative guys. vibes i'm in a mood tonight i'm in a mood yeah, i can tell um, maybe if hope van dyne gives you some zombie juice you'll be better maybe <laughs> so the van dynes play a lot a lot of stuff going on in these what if shows huh they're really building up the uh ant-man yeah i thought that was weird that in two two episodes back to back they have was back to back i can't remember yeah not they have major major roles because ant-man quantum mania is probably just gonna go wild i bet so yeah i think so too um who's up pat you me all right guys jumper loved it I love that movie. <laughs> so good. And the special effects. Good Anakin Skywalker. Yes. I thought he was great in it, too. I did, too. Uh, again, Samuel L. Jackson, you know, he's popping up a lot in these movies. I like it. Uh, I thought it was awesome. I thought the the idea was, I was like, and I, this is one of those cool things. I love these types of stories and movies where the idea is you can teleport. I'm like, all right, how are you going to make a whole movie about that? And they figure out like to create this whole world of teleporters called jumpers. And then they have the people chasing them. And the special effects were really cool. The way that they teleported, where they teleported the things around them also. Do you remember when you like would teleport the water mm-hmm. and the water came? Uh, I just thought it was a really good movie. I love the scene where the guy teleports and teleports into his what is it, hidden layer base. And it's just crates of Mountain Dew. Yeah, like video games <laughs> yeah. set up. Like a I remember game. watching that as a kid. You're like, damn, that's awesome, man! So cool. I want to teleport. <laughs> I would do for it that. If I can teleport. <laughs> um. All right. I think for me, and I don't know. I think this is probably like a. It's definitely like a non-franchisee uh, movie, also from the '80s. One that probably got me in, or at least helped get me into um, sci-fi. But uh, the last Starfighter. Never saw that. The last, the last Starfighter. It's a movie. So it's about a, a, a kid who who's like getting ready to graduate high school and he he lives in like a trailer park in like Arizona. So mind you too, this is from the 80s. And so he has like a there's like this arcade cabinet at the like trailer park that they live at called The Last Starfighter. And so like he plays it all the time and like trying to set new high scores and he like beats the all-time high score on it. Uh, but really, the arcade cabinet was a test to like recruit pilots to the actual it's galaxy. An old Disney movie. Yeah, it's one of the so first oh, movies to have cool. CG, CGI in it. Yeah, and so then they like teleport him up to like their base, and like he ends up fighting like the fighting against the Galactic Empire to help save this other galaxy. And and I just remember too, the ship was really cool. That was like really what sucked me in. Was, so I wasn't going to mention it because Last Starfighter is on my list. And I keep getting the alien from Enemy Mine and the alien from Last <laughs> Starfighter mixed up. They're both like mole men looking lizards. Well, his yeah, his co-pilot is this weird looking uh like 
fish kind of guy. No, he's a mole man. He's got the long claws and he's got like oh yeah, like no, yeah brown right, right. scaly skin and he like digs and yes. he like shows a picture of the family in their dirt cave. Because oh, yes, right. we live underground. So this was a kids movie. Yes. This one, the yeah, last okay. Starfire was yes, okay. it was like a Disney like eighties. Yeah, definitely worth the watch. It's it's super fun and cool, cool. And, so, and also super eighties. So jumping onto that, Pat, when you think of Last Starfire, what is the other? I think this was also Disney. Was the other kids movie that is in that same vein? Can you think of it? Because we watched it a bunch together. I, I knew there was another one, and I couldn't. I'm, I've been trying to remember it. Um, it fills the kids' head with star charts. Star charts. War games. Contact. Flight of the Navigator. Oh, I don't think I ever saw Flight of the Navigator. Oh, that's Flight supposed to be Flight of awesome. the Navigator is awesome. It's never just, saw this, that either. Um, it's a Disney. I think it's Disney. If not, it's like I always paired Last Dive Fighter and Flight of the Navigator together in my head. And on my list, I have them together because I was going to talk about them both. But Flight of the Navigator is like this 12-year-old kid. I can't remember. He, I don't know if he gets in an accident or something. He's like in the hospital. And suddenly he, when he wakes up out of a coma, his head is like filled with star charts or something. And somehow an alien spaceship, I don't know if the, the ship caused the accident or something, or it was just like found him and needed help. And he becomes like the only person who can fly this alien spaceship and save the universe from whatever. But I just remember being a kid thinking how awesome it would be to fly that spaceship. I think that's one of those movies that like every kid that saw it loved that movie. Yes. It was like one that came out like that. I'm sure if I saw it now as a you know grown man, it would not be a good movie. <laughs> not, and I'm sure if my not. kids saw it, they would probably not really like it because it's very dated yeah. and like the special effects and everything. Um, I think but, that movie's on Disney Plus. Oh, I feel like I've seen it. I'm not positive though. We're probably gonna watch it this weekend then. <laughs> I'll, nice. Also, I feel like that movie is probably one they'll end up remaking. Like, yeah, like you know what? That's a great. Well, I think that I think it was. I can't remember if it was that movie, but the way it was made looked like they were trying to jumpstart a series, uh, like a kids show or a kids movie series franchise but it just didn't it probably didn't hit the numbers they wanted so they didn't follow through with it yeah it definitely is one of those movies i had heard a lot i never saw a lot of people saw it and loved it especially like our age so do you know uh what famous actors in it paul rubens aka peewee is he really yeah He's like second cast. Is so he the navigator? I think maybe he's he's it's listed as Max. I don't know who Max is, but okay. Max might be the Sounds ship's like the name. He might be the ship. Because mm, the ship sense. talks to him in it. That makes sense. <laughs> All right, Randy, what do you got? Or he's oh, the man. kid. He's not the kid. Um I gotta go virtuosity. Did you guys ever see this one? I love virtual. It was on TV. It was on TV the other day and I was watching it. And again, I love it. Like it's got that nineties vibe, but also like, so it was Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. If you've never heard of this movie, you'll be shocked when you like look it up. 
Uh, I know, Pat, you've seen it, Chris, too. I'm talking yes. to our listeners, of course. Um, but essentially, Russell Crowe plays like a virtual man made of glass that is essentially a, a mix of every murderer that they have in like a computer system from the future. Did I say that right? Yeah. Well, he's not made of glass, but he can use glass to recharge. Yes. Like regrow his limbs. Regrow. Yeah. So he's made of like some. But they gooey... also they spliced him with like lizard DNA to like regenerate <laughs> his limbs for some reason. The uh, the club scene was the goofiest. Like Russell Crowe breaks into a club and then just starts playing music, and he makes the people in the club sing like because they're scared and then Denzel breaks in and shoots. It's just, you guys, honestly, if you've never seen the movie and you watch it, you won't believe it's a real movie when you it look has, back on it. It has a very cool twist for like the ending though. Yes. Which is, which is neat. Awesome trip twist. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but I don't yeah, know if I've ever seen the full thing. Which is funny because I've seen it multiple times and most of the time when I would watch it, it would be like on HBO, like when mm -hmm. we were growing up. So that is just it's worth watching. Yeah. Um, my next one would be um, Midnight Special. Oh, I never I, saw that. That was good. Yeah. It, I was on a big uh, Michael Shannon kick after Man of Steel. <laughs> and, uh, and this was like, I think his next movie. Mm. And so this one was Michael Shannon stars in it. It's he is taking his son like just on like an escape trip. Because um, his son has some special powers and he is trying to escape both the government and like this group of like religious zealots that like think Adam Driver's in that one too, isn't he? Yes. Adam Driver, I believe, is like the one of the government agents. Mm. Um and it's I don't want to ruin too much of it because it sounds like you guys haven't seen it, but it, no. it's it's good. It's good and it's uh yeah. I enjoyed it. It was on a budget list when I was looking up movies for this just to jog my memory. It kept coming up. Yeah. I feel like that one's accessible too. Like it's either on Amazon because I've seen it pop up a few times for me. So I or Netflix something. So I'm, I will. Watch I think it was it. on Netflix for a while. Okay. Yeah. It, I mean, it's not very old. Like it's. Uh, I'm yeah. trying to let me see. It's 2016. Yeah. So it's only, you know, six, five, six years old. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, it was good. Chris, we'll do. Right. Should we do? We'll do last round. Last round. I got. Uh, this is another pair of movies that came out pretty close to each other and i love these movies i own the dvds uh nothing like superhero badass girls kicking butt ultraviolet and aeon flux the movie mm. uh ultraviolet with mila yokovich and aeon flux with charlie's hair charlie's theron um just I feel like they got like a little bit of the Matrix vibe, especially ultraviolet in it, with some of the action scenes and like the like technology approach they have, where they're like can do stuff ultraviolet at least in virtual reality. I don't really remember the whole story for Aeon Flux, but um, definitely just some like cheesy action, um, you know, super strong chick fighting and kicking butt. Aeon Flux was really cool. I remember watching mm -hmm. that. You're right. It was a lot of kicking butt <laughs> from her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Ultraviolet's the same way. Yeah. Ch Charlie's Theron has done some really out there sci-fi movies too. Like yeah. She's done some cool stuff. I like what she chooses, you know? 
Pat, you're smiling. What do you got? Uh, nothing. I just, it, it, it's off topic. Well, it, I, it's on topic, but it's, I just thought of my last movie and it's funny. It made me chuckle. <laughs> okay. Do you want to say it or you want me to go next? Um, doesn't matter. I can, if let's have you go because we'll keep the same order. So I've got, I've got a few, so I'm just going to throw them out there. Um, let's start with the scary one, Anaconda. Nope. I love I loved Anaconda because I'm starting to realize I just like these cheesy movies with like a couple funny guys and action. See, these are like B stuff. movies that we're talking about, like that. Deep Blue, Anaconda. These are B movies. See, I gotta yeah. say they're A movies, but that's fine, Chris. Whatever you want to do. When did you guys ever see Anaconda? Yes. I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. I've seen. I know I've My seen Anaconda. Don't it, want none. Or like but all of it at different times. The best part is when the snake spits John Voight out and he winks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. after he got eaten but ice cube just he was my i used to love ice cube as a kid like whatever he was in i loved so <laughs> he made that movie definitely yeah he did um book of eli i thought it was yes. pretty good i know it wasn't i know i know but i thought it was i will say that the story and the twist wasn't my favorite but the the apocalyptic world was cool and so i thought the I, story was fine i thought the twist was junk yeah actually okay. i love that i also love that movie i was more just saying gonna say like would does that i guess it does qualify because we clarified that it's not we're just more talking about non-franchise yeah stuff but yes i know i think that movie's awesome okay yeah i love the apocalyptic also, part of it i guess that's what i'm saying chris is that twist was kind of any movie with denzel just like kicking butt oh really good. so good um what else do i got sorry guys i'm gonna go kind of quick here uh congo i loved congo i, I know I that's not congo. a popular opinion i loved i know i think we've talked about it on here so i'll just keep part going no doesn't doesn't qualify it's part of the Crichton franchise yeah i wouldn't yeah. call it okay Congo. So gonna put um that's fair sphere i wouldn't i oh, think that was too big let's do a Crichton episode maybe we say that for a Crichton episode <laughs> um and uh i got I don't think this counts as sci-fi panic room. I love that movie. Yeah, I, I guess that's more of a suspense thriller. Oh, yes, you, you definitely just like thrillers and like scary movies. Hold on. This one's coming out of nowhere. Warriors of Virtue. I know that's a sci-fi movie. Oh, you guys have never heard of Warriors mm-hmm. of Virtue? Nope. Okay. I'm going to say nothing about it. You both need to look it up. If you're a listener, look it up. I'm not even going to mention anything. Just look up Warriors of Virtue. And um, this just brings me to something I watched this week that I totally forgot about chaos walking. So I figured I'd mention it here because I think that maybe come off as like an A ish movie with who they had. But if we look back on it in 10 years, it will definitely be a B rated movie. Um, Not worth watching in my opinion. I try, I read some of the book. They did as best as they could with it, but I don't think that book is easy to that, translate. That's the one with Tom Holland, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think I, heard that acting, was, I heard it was bad. The acting was good. The story was just, it was too tough, I think, to translate yeah. from a book to a movie. So that's all, all I right. got, Pat. All right, I got a couple more. Um, and these are all mostly, I think, like 80s movies, maybe early 90s. But uh, Night of the Comet, which ironically is also a zombie movie. Never saw um, that. That, one, that one's a good one. Um, that just I don't know that 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 actually I think was like maybe the first zombie movie I saw so kind of got me into the genre um is that a oh okay I was gonna ask is it like kind of a cheesy comedy but the, it, it, it's, def- the tagline oh, it's definitely is. <laughs> it's definitely like a b movie like it, it's it's b movie level yeah um 
but it's also very sci-fi mm-hmm. uh, if that makes sense um battery's not included I remember oh that was the yes we watched a lot when we were oh, growing up. that movie was the best yeah. also just like, not included and also just like feel good right like it's a such a feel good movie. movie that was like ted lasso pre-ted lasso like yeah right you, you came out of that movie feeling amazing ah love that movie um I'll, I'll say one that I recently tried to watch because it's on a lot of lists for like great sci-fi movies and I didn't, I, don't, I just couldn't get into it. I think because I'm watching it now as like an adult, but uh, The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Um, Never heard of it. Buckaroo Banzai. That's like a bit, yeah, that's like a big sci-fi movie from the 80s that a lot of people, like is, makes a lot of lists, um, but it was one that just it didn't do it for me. So one that I was going to put on the Wait. list is like a kind of a bomb can you say uh, the full title for us, Pat? Because I believe not... it's The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Across the Eighth Dimension. Oh, Across the Eighth Dimension. <laughs> that's the part, yeah. That's the part that um, might hook some people, though. But then the movie I thought of that made me start laughing that I know is like a terrible movie, but I absolutely like just really, really liked as a kid was uh, Cull the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. with kevin oh, sorbo oh yeah i remember that one uh back when he was he was big as hercules mm-hmm. and and not a crazy anti-vaxxer uh <laughs> he, <laughs> he uh it's just that movie man that movie was i just loved it it was great doesn't this we had the like the crazy blade that he could throw it was an axe he had he would for some reason no one in his fantasy world used axes except for him no what was the one <laughs> Oh, I'm thinking of, I think, Beastmaster, where he had the or, ferrets. Or you're thinking of Crawl, which also... I'm thinking like of a, Crawl. He yes. had the thing he could throw. Yep. Yes. So did you say Call or Crawl? Call. Call the Conqueror is okay. the full title. Because it's like he's like a barbarian, and, and that's why he has yeah. the axe. And like he becomes the king of this uh, fantasy kingdom. And they're like, oh, but you're a barbarian. You're the worst. Uh, just bring i never heard a crawl either but now i'm reading about it i definitely want to watch this movie it sounds amazing it sounds right up to B- B- I, I remember seeing like you know like when you go search through the guide or whatever and so like when crawl would be on i think as a kid i'd always think it was call like for like call the conqueror and then i'd watch it like this isn't it i'd change it when actually <laughs> i'm pretty sure crawl is the better movie yeah. and call <laughs> copied crawl I mean, I'm looking at the names in the Wikipedia and the other uh, characters. It sounds like every name we've used in the Dungeons and Dragons segment. <laughs> One of them is Yenur, Y-N-Y-R. So I'm pretty sure we would love this movie. Um, but yes, oh, we would absolutely still love it. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it, I mean, it. I shouldn't say we would love it because the movie sucks for sure. But. <laughs> But it's just one of those that holds a soft soft spot in my heart, and I like it. But all right, I think that's going to wrap it up for our meat and potatoes. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> I, you know what? I got to throw out there, though. We yeah. agreed on a lot of these movies. Like, I'm pretty happy about it. Like, just we all kind of we kind of like all these same movies. It's kind of cool. I don't know. I, I'm, I imagine myself having this conversation with other people I know and then being like, these are all the worst movies I've ever seen. So I'm glad I could share this with you guys. Oh, oh, another one I didn't mention was Mortal Kombat. The remake. <laughs> I'm kicking you off of this show. 
Oh, I'm trying to end it with love and pass trying to end it with just disgusting hate. No, no, Randy. I mean, I totally agree. I think we mostly all have very similar tastes in these kinds yeah. of movies, and and we can appreciate even when they're bad movies, we can still kind of appreciate them for what they are. So it's still entertaining. Yeah. And it gives me like we're not ideas. judging each other's opinions. That's right. Unless they like terrible zombie things. Oh like, my god! More combat. The new one was terrible. <laughs> all right. I think that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode before we go let's drop some recommendations randy what should we play let's play bang that game i talked about earlier um there are a lot of expansions which i think cook is going to buy all of them because that's what he does so hopefully we play at some point sweet so play bang i'm going to recommend to watch a lot of the trailers from the playstation showcase the trailers are really cool I'm showing off some great games coming out. So check those out. Chris, what should we read? I think you should read the uh, original run of Marvel Zombies on the new updated Marvel Unlimited app. Then you can tell Pat how wrong he is because Marvel Zombies is a great idea (laughs) and a great story. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not denying that. Oh, now you're flip-flopping. Flippity-flop. Flippity-flop. The comics are great. Flippity-flop. The the show in the What If episode was terrible is i'm not telling you to watch warriors of virtue i'm just telling you to look up and probably read about it and look at some screenshots of the movie if you really uh, want to watch sure, it watch pretty it. sure it's on netflix so perfect might, might fall asleep to it tonight awesome <laughs> good luck because it's right. so good you're gonna stay awake and watch it <laughs> twice. 5 a.m <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for this week's episode remember cast the nets if you want to get a hold of us check out our instagram we got some new issues of a giant sword club coming out also if you want to get on our oh yes chris guys make sure to be castanets make sure to be checking the instagram i'm going to take everyone's favorite movies put them in a insta and then you can like and comment on whose group of movies is the best mine very much like our dragon teams. I love it. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll see so who wins. So as the dragon champion, as the reigning Jeopardy champion, I'm looking to defend <laughs> my title for the best oh, cast wait a second. I think Rob was the Jeopardy champion, if I remember that episode no, right. No, no, no. But anyway, I, I digress. If if you have any input, <laughs> you have comments, questions, or feedback for the show, you can always feel free to email us, castbringers at gmail.com especially if you have some input or you want to try to get on the kill and blow, send us your articles. We'd love to have them, check them out, read them, maybe give us a laugh or two. All right, Castanets, that's going to do it. You will keep casting. You all keep listening. Hey, Randy, ask me if I'm a bear. Randy, ask him. You can't because your microphone doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think his speakers are working either. either. He's not responding to anything. I don't think any of his sound is working. Do you have a a sound? Nope. Is he back? Guys, you guys look like you're having so much fun. We were making fun of you. Damn it.